0: Hello and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens because of who Jesus is and what He has done. I'm Aaron Kerr, your host for today. Today we're looking at Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. It says this, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. As Keller observes, this is a repeated theme we've seen throughout Proverbs, specifically from Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. And if we want to live wisely with our lives, we need to look to the God who created and defined our reality. See, without Him, it's up to everyone's own interpretation. And I just read a story about a pastor who attended a conference about human trafficking and those who were caught trafficking, and two such exploiters were interviewed. And one fooled himself into thinking that what he was doing was actually benefiting both parties. So why should it be wrong as if it was love? Another admitted the actions were wrong and was convicted by their behavior. But both voices were internalized. Both views were based on their interpretation of what defined right and wrong. And everything depends on who we look to as our authority and our source of life, the meaning of things based on whose wisdom. Now, did both exploiters express repentance? Who decides? Biblically, to repent is to turn away from something to something else. It's a turning away from one's way of thinking, behaving in light of the truth that God offers. Biblical repentance is not feeling bad or sorry we got caught. It's turning away from a life separated from the knowledge of God and his will for human life. See, instead of what do we think, we should start off with what does God think about this? And that's why I love Keller's example of what's a cat? I mean, I don't know about you, but I've never really thought about asking that question. But it depends. Depends upon our perspective of the world. Are we in a godless universe? So every being is just a random collection of cells with no inherent value over the other? Is God an impersonal spirit? So everything in the world is an illusion? Or are we created by a personal God made in His image with a purpose to reflect His goodness and His glory and have a vibrant relationship with Him, one another, and creation and, and be good stewards over what God has made? Notice the proverb says, it's the beginning of wisdom, the fear of the Lord, that awe, that reverence, that respect and worship. It is the prerequisite to a life of gaining insight into the meaning of life, how we should approach our daily decisions and interact with the people around us. So the wisdom writer says, understanding comes from knowledge of the Holy One. Now, God is holy. Holy. We we may be made in his image, according to Genesis chapter 1, but he is different than us. Nothing invokes a greater fear of the Lord, a sense of awe, a sense of reverence, a sense of worship, than knowing and dwelling upon God's holiness. It reminds me early on in the biblical narrative, the story of Moses and the Israelites, whom God has delivered out of slavery. And uh, as it talks about in the book of Exodus, that they're, they're leaving Egypt and and then they're, they're they're going along and they're supposed to be heading towards the promised land. And God calls Moses up to mountain and starts to give him what will be the covenant law that they're to obey, to be blessed as his covenant people. But in the midst of all this, what do they do? They they're wondering what happened to Moses. It's been so long. It's been like you know, it's been like forty days or something. We think he's dead. Let's go ahead and build a golden calf and worship that as God. And so they do. They sin, and God wants to destroy them in light of that. And Moses intercedes on their behalf, and God relents. And then what does he do? He gives them his law again. And as the people are to gather at the base of Mount Sinai, as Moses has received these instructions, God is going to come down and basically in his glorious presence, kind of confirm all of this commitment that he's making to them, but then the obligations that they're going to have in response to that, the responsibilities to live differently in light of the holiness of God. And in the midst of this, the the description in Exodus is hilarious because God's presence is coming down the mountain and they're not even supposed to touch the mountain or they will die because of God's holiness. And they're terrified by God's presence. And so much so that later they say, Moses, you just keep meeting with the Lord. We can't handle it. (laughs) but this is God's holiness. And and when we are confronted with God's holiness, we see ourselves most clearly in desperate need of his mercy and his grace and in a savior. Our sin is contrasted with God's moral perfection and wisdom. And thankfully we don't have to live in terror because of Jesus And as Keller cites in Hebrews 10, verse 19 through 22, Jesus' blood atones for our sin and makes it safe to enjoy the holy presence of God. See, the fact that God loves us is a miracle, no doubt. And the fact that he is so holy can enhance our clarity of seeing the world as it truly is from God's perspective. So one of the ways I see this playing out in my life is this. When I'm discouraged, let's say, um, I can. to dwell on all the things that i am failing at doing i can just start to pile on to myself i don't know if you've ever done that but when i'm discouraged and i'm i'm not seeing things clearly i can kind of beat up myself or allow others to beat me up as well Uh, or i can come up with a list of things that i do okay and start to kind of go well well, you know yeah there's all these things going on but here's some good things you know that you can point to and look to aaron and and people do this all the time on social media don't they and it's almost like they're, they're expressing this out in the world and, and looking for validation. Now, this sounds like a good idea, but without God in view, here's what I've noticed. I'm assessing my value or worth based upon my own interpretation of what should make me feel encouraged. And so I start to look at these different attributes or things or accomplishments or achievements I've done. And what am I doing? I'm assessing my value based on performance. And yet when I dwell on the holiness of God and how powerful he is and how all-knowing he is, how all-present he is, how morally just and perfect he is, it's overwhelming to me. I realize how much I am not those things. As much as I want my three daughters to think of me like that, so that they'll do their chores and not get into trouble. but, But I'm not. Ironically, this brings me joy. Because this same awesome holy God demonstrates his love for me, that while I was still a sinner, Jesus died for me. Look at how holy God is, and yet he loves me, and he pays for my sin and for your sin. Will we trust in him? See, when I'm discouraged, I can come up with a list like I did in my head. I can be comforted and consoled by the people around me who love me and know me, and Boy, that's really powerful. But when I go to the one who knows me best in spite of my imperfections and my brokenness, and yet he still reminds me he wants me to live the best life possible. And he's made it possible through Jesus. It drives me to repent, to turn away from my way of thinking, to his way of thinking, to seeing myself as he sees me, blameless because of Jesus And it allows me to delight in Him and to stay humble in seeking Him first. Now, how about you? When was the last time you meditated on the holiness of God? Maybe one of the wisest things that we can do today is focus in on how unique and transcendent, perfect, powerful God is. And as we meditate, dwell on the fact that God wants us to receive and live in light of His love for us. This is his holy grace. So today's journey to Easter prompt is focused on sharing. And knowing the holiness of God and his grace for us should prompt us to share that same grace to others. What do you have that you can share with others today? Maybe it's a smile. Maybe it's some time. Maybe it's a meal or a book. Each of these daily prompts is intended to help you focus and prepare your heart on Jesus as we journey towards Easter. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your holiness. Without your holiness, we would not see ourselves as we really are. Broken, self-seeking, quick to justify ourselves when we do wrong. And ultimately, continue to be enslaved to our sin. And so, we thank you, Lord, for your holiness. We thank you that we could see our need for your mercy and your grace found in Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for rescuing us. Thank you, Lord, for sharing yourself with us. Would you help us to share that same grace with others today? All because of your holiness. We love you. We want to know you more today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done.